0: hello welcome to my podcast i know this is a long time coming Um, my official launch date would be march 20th and a little few things about myself um some insight little things about what i want to do with this podcast and where i want to bring it to so first things first um my name is linda um forty four years old. Um I came from Cambodia during the Pot, which is I believe the Khmer Rouge um time where you know all that crazy stuff happened. But anyways, fast forward forty four years later, um I've been with my husband for twenty plus years. We bought our first home in two thousand and eighteen. A lot of things has happened between that. Um, I, I have a son he's 20 he's going to be 22 this year and um, he lives on his own he's accomplished he has his own world living in DVR or RVC or as you can tell I'm not up to date on that. Um, I love to cook, I love to travel, I love to do activities um, I like lo- I love to just lay at the beach and get some R at the lake. Um, so with the podcast, um, I want to empower women. I want to empower men as well, but I think this will gear towards women. But if you want to, you know, hop on board, come on on board. But, um, it's more towards scaring woman's side, um, I had my son at 21 and so I'll have, you know, some mother knowledge and stuff. So, you know, so I've been thinking about doing a podcast and never really like come to a conclusion when, what, who, where, what of subjects and so forth. So this is my first one and I'm pretty excited. I've heard, I've listened to a lot of, a lot of podcasts. So I've done my research, um, there is a lot out there to take in and, and see where exactly, how I wanted to pursue this and how I want to lead it and, and you know, and learn from it. And, you know, we'll, you're definitely going to teach me something on here. <laughs> I know it. Um, and, um, hmm, eventually, you know, I want to, you know, sponsor people and tag and work with people collab with people and you know make fun of it and all and the top number no 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 don't ask i'll never comment on it i will never say anything on it so don't ask no politics and no religion if you ask i will not talk about it i will just ignore your comment and move on but anything else it's open field so you know come at me (laughs) we'll talk about your most embarrassing moments we'll talk about the most saddest moment the happiest the you know and everything in between so um no questions is a stupid question but no questions about politics and religion so don't ask (laughs) um I want to make it like a lively, you know, um, funny and, you know, be in touch with yourself and also self-confident, self-love and grow and build and, you know, you know, make something, you know, entrepreneurs. Um, I want to interview entrepreneurs and, you know, how they got started and, you know, what made them started and and the and the background, like the backstory of it before they blew up and made millions, you know, <laughs> but um, it's a small little community now. I'm just gonna start a little bit and and just say, "You know what's on my mind and, and I'm very straightforward, no sugar coating, I'm not gonna hold your hand if that's not the the podcast for you, don't listen, keep moving on." <laughs> Go on to the next podcast because this is gonna be upfront, brutal, in your face, blunt, letting you know information. Four one one on life, which I'm not perfect, but I've had. I'm I'm 44 years old, and at this stage, at this age, nothing nothing actually surprises me with questions. I will share everything everything. When I mean everything, everything. I mean, I have st- secrets. I have stories. Believe me, I will share it. Kinky, sexy, trauma, um, everything, basically. So don't be offended to ask any question. Don't be discouraged to ask any question. Believe me, I will answer. But if it's, like I said, politics or religion... Don't at me because I won't I won't answer you. So let's start. Um so I got laid off at my job that I was at for about five and a half years. I loved my job and you know, pandemic hit and the first round, you know, they got rid of people at like the beginning of the year of twenty twenty and I was um, happy that I wasn't on that list cuz I was worried. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was scared. Um and the day that our governor declared stay at home was March 21st, I believe. But I do remember walking into the office and I swear it's like it's like that mo like, you know, a scene out of a movie where you walk into a building and everybody's scrambling, grabbing everything that they have at their desk and getting things done and and making sure, you know, you didn't forget anything because it was that last minute. And mind you, the day that I went in to get all my stuff was the first day back from my two days off, you know. And, oh my goodness, when I walked in that door, I just like, you know, like when you finally walk into something knowing the the like the emotions of everybody going getting their stuff the pandemic the stay at home like nobody knew with with this crazy pandemic that it was gonna go like this we were informed we were gonna go back in october and that didn't happen but it was just a new new world basically because you know we didn't know about the virus and all that like how like how to the vaccine like how like how do we take care of this you know like we were all in the dark like figuring out day by day so mind you I walk in and I'm like oh my goodness like I'm I'm like getting emotional right now you can tell it in my tone so I walk in and I'm seeing all my coworkers getting all this stuff and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, what am I, like, I'm just like, I'm emotional to begin with. I'm a very, very emotional person. So I get in, I grab all my stuff and, um, I mean, I grabbed everything and anything. I grabbed my name tag, like, I'm gonna forget my own name, <laughs> like, what the hell? Um, I grabbed... I just grabbed like memories of everything at my desk, like little quotes that my, you know, my friend wrote on my desk, like little notes, Um, my coworkers that drew pictures of goofy stuff. Like I like cherished those and I like kept it and, and took it with me because when I was working out of the house, you know, like you're by yourself, literally like you're in a room and. You know, you turn to look and there's nobody there versus when you worked in the office and you had an issue, you had a problem, you turn to your left or to your right, you had a coworker there you can like talk to and, and ask them how to resolve a solution or, you know, a problem or a uh, situation, you know? At home, you what? You turn, there's the wall. You turn, there's the door. You turn, there's another wall. So it's just like, you know, you have to think on your feet to, Resolve the solution. And take care of it. But it was just like a total new world. And I've never been put in a situation. That I had to do that. You know. Like I was. I was like a fish out of the sea. Like flopping. Literally flopping back. Trying to find water. Because that was me. I was so scared. Of what was going to happen. And then the virus. And it was just so emotional. That day. It was just. It was just beyond imagination as to what we went through in 2020. It was just so emotional. And, you know, like seeing your coworkers leave one by one, one after the other, you know, taking our things home and everything and clean out our closet. I mean, our little cubbies, you know, um, and, you know, it was just an emotional day. Like I never want to relive it ever so that's that so I lived through the first round of layoffs and then of course December came and that was the other layoff which I was on it and I could understand where the company was coming from because due to the pandemic you know not many people were like doing anything we couldn't travel we couldn't go anywhere we couldn't go to eat like it was just like lockdown you know like lockdown so you know coming from that point you know thinking like they had to lay us off it's you know it's a matter of you know of course you know corporate world because you know it's you got to let go of some people because, you know, it wasn't busy. And I completely understand from where they came from, you know. But on my end, you know, of course, you know, like being laid off and worried and, and you know, when am I going to get my next paycheck and and all that. And, you know, being laid off at this time of the pandemic. Yes, it's a little bit helpful with the, you know, with the government helping and everything, you know. But um. But eventually, you know eventually we're gonna have to go back to normalization as much as we can you know if you if you can work remote for the rest of your life, awesome. but if you have to go in person um in the office, you know now you gotta wear a mask hand sanitizer i mean I'm clean to begin with believe me my my desk is like o c d everything's in its place, and if anybody moved anything or sat or just read. Over adjust my seat, I would know. Like, I would know right away. Excuse me, just had to uh, almost burp. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, but I did. I I did love my job. I loved um, what we had to do, our service and everything. It was just remarkable. And living through them, you know, living through the calls that came in and and assisting the customers and stuff. It was just. Some of the calls, yes, there's a bad time always, you know, but there's more good times than bad, you know, there's like, I would say a good 90% of the time all the calls come through are like excellent, you know, because you get to live through them, you know, you get to advise them and tell them and research and you you just on board with them and so forth. I can't say who I worked for, but it was an amazing job. The benefit was amazing. Um, I I was so glad that I was able to take my sabbatical before the layoff and they worked with me and they gave it to me. I was able to take a good um, eight days off plus the, plus the weekend. So it was almost like two weeks off. So before they laid me off, they gave me my um, sabbatical and I was So thrilled because I was like, okay, what's happening? You're laying me off and I haven't taken my spaticle. What's going on? Let a girl know. So, yeah. So needless to say, I did take that spaticle. But the downside of that was that I didn't get to go to Cambodia because I planned that um, trip in November. And that was when I was supposed to go. And I had canceled it because I canceled it way back in, like, July because I was like, okay, July of 2020. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, crazy with the pandemic and the virus and everything. I was like, am I going to lose my money? Am I going to lose my plane ticket? I don't know what's going on in my hotel. Like, I just, I sucked it up, canceled everything, and didn't go. Um I've never been to Cambodia and that is my motherland. That's where, that is where I was born. And I wanted to go back to just revisit. I've been in the United States since I was five and I've never went back to Cambodia. And I think the reason why it, the reason why I didn't want to go back so soon was because I think it was because of the flight. It's a long flight from from the States to Cambodia. You have to like I think take two different planes and you know layovers and I love to travel but I hate flying. The takeoff and the landing forget it and the turbulence up there in the air forget it. Mm -mm, Nope. I love to travel but nope. But you know what this girl suck it up. And I go because I just pray I get this safe and I pray I get back home safe because once you're at a destination once you're there you're like enjoy yourself you know you get to venture and do the tours and you know you take some R&R which everybody deserves to travel and get some R&R you know like re-energize yourself you know because You have to, you got to re-energize yourself because if you go back to work and you've never taken a trip and you don't re-energize, you just become a cranky person, my point of view. But there are people out there that just love to work, love to work and they'll do overtime and everything. And they don't take a trip for like two, three years, which I give power to them because I would crack like an egg. I can't do it. I need, I need vacation. I need time. I would take vacation at least two to three times a year, and um, last year, last year we took one vacation before this whole thing had hit. It was a uh, weekend getaway. It wasn't like really like a vacation, vacation, but it was just like to wind down and to you know re-energize. And but, um, but yeah, yeah. Last year was just um, hmm, let's say, locked on half of the t- half of the year. So that's that, but, um, what I wanted to say about the podcast, now let's get into the goody-goody topic and subjects. Um, I will give you a little sneak peek into one of the topics, which is the first one, um, sex. Alright, I know a lot of people love to talk about their sex life, and I know a lot of people are shy about it and everything, but you girl here, let's go, let's lay it out here, literally. Um, so when I lost my virginity at the age of 16 in a car, in a car parking lot, um... And it was, it was weird. Like, I don't know, like, I never experienced, you know, intimacy or sex, whatever you want to say. And uh, I lost it to my first boyfriend. Um, Let's just say he was first for everything. Well, not the kiss. No, first kiss, no. That was just my neighbor. I lost my first, I kiss my, my neighbor, but my virginity was with my, um, with my boyfriend back then, um, and that feeling, I don't know, it was just weird, it was just, I'm not saying he, there was something wrong with the other, with my With the other person, my ex It was just weird on my end Like, my opinion Like, I felt weird Because this is something new And I didn't know what I was doing God, like Trust me, I was just all over I was all over the place Like, I, I don't know what the heck I was doing I wish somebody had, like, shown me Like, hey, you should watch porn Before you go into this And doing this Like, do some research And none of that Nope I just went straight forward, so I did that happen. I was with him for a good, I believe, five and a half, between five to six years, I believe. And, um, And I'm Cambodian, so when I was 18, my mom had pushed. I believe my mom went to speak to his mom or something something transpired. And she wanted him to marry me but in the people in the eyes of the people in my culture we don't we don't you we don't do paper like marriage certificate and all that. We do like we get married in the eyes of the people and in the eyes of Buddha and the monks. And, you know, they come to the house and they do perform the ceremony and all that. And um that happened. Yeah, 18. It's like an elope, but it's not like paper-wise. So we eloped. <laughs> I mean, well, they set... My parents set up the wedding and I just showed up. Like my mom told me that morning, hey... You're getting married today. How are you feeling? I'm like what now? Come again? Yeah, um I need you to go to So that time my boyfriend his my ex-boyfriend his sister she um she had she did clothe clothing like um she rents out cl- wedding clothes for the Cambodian culture so she dressed me up and everything and did my hair, my makeup, and we got married. And, um, yeah, 18, married. Um, we were together for a good year and a half after that, and stuff happened in my life. Um, personal stuff happened in my life. I end up in the hospital under depression. I was going through a lot of, a lot of depressed, depression. I had lost somebody that was close to me. Um, and that took a punch, like a heart crunch, like, like ripped my heart out of my soul situation. Until this day, it, I'm still emotional about it. Like, to this day, I wonder, like. What would it been if this person was still here? What would what could be, or what where would we be? She was like my best friend, uh, someone I looked up to. We hung out all the time, all the time, and she babysat me. And I loved her, loved like when I. I loved her like she was my second mom. And when that was taken from me, I um I crawled into a little hermit and just like didn't talk to anybody. Became more like an emo person and just didn't I wasn't friendly, not not friendly. I, j- I just wasn't open to like conversations. I kind of like kept to myself and you know you know the depression symptom stages where people push people away not because like I didn't want to be friends it's just like you know it was a hard a hard thing that I had to go through and uh, and depression hit and I was in in and out of the hospital and the doctors were like Giving me prescriptions and trying prescriptions to, you know, to see which one works, you know, to balance out my chemical imbalance inside. Needless to say, I was still in high school. I had one month left before graduation. Yeah, one month left before graduation. And guess what? This girl dropped out. Yep, I dropped out one month before graduation, it was my worst regret, worst regret, I should have pushed through, I should have, you know, keep going, even though that one month was around the corner, I wish I had someone to say, listen, Linda, I know you're going through a lot right now. There's a lot of things that could happen, but you are pushing through. You have only one month to go. You can walk with your peers on stage and everything. It took a lot. It took a lot out of me to drop out. But I managed to go get my diploma afterwards. And in between going back and you know realizing a lot of things that was happening and me being in and out of the hospital because of the depression and all that I met my son's father so I met him and we were together for a good I say between four to five years and between those years um, I had my son and that was the best thing that came out of that relationship um and i think my son saved me honestly he saved me from depression he saved me from from thinking about the person that i lost <laughs> and it was just a lot of emotional roller coaster going up and down, but my son, I know it in my heart that he saved me, because before I got with my son's father, I was I was living on my own in a in like a studio And I um. I attempted suicide at the age of 19 and I talked myself out of it. Um, I had a whole bottle of Tylenol next to me in the bathroom. I had a half of a bottle in one hand and I had like 20 pills in my mouth at least. I sat there on the floor with the medicine in hand and I thought to myself if I do this what would happen to my mom? What would happen to my brothers and sisters? What would they think of me? What would they say? How would they feel? And I'm thinking over and over, letting it play in my mind. And I'm by myself. So, I kept thinking I love my mom too much to do this to her. I love my sisters, my brothers. I love my family too much. My niece, my nephew. Because I was a big thing. I was the babysitter for my family. I would watch my niece and nephews. And, you know, that's where my nature came from. Like, my, my mother love come from inside me. So, I thought about all of that. And I spit everything out, I like, threw, I spit the pills in my mouth into the toilet. And the rest of the pills, I put it back in the bottle and just put it in the, in the cabinet back. And I washed my face, had some water, and I just cried myself to sleep. And that morning, I woke up. And I pray to God. I know I'm not supposed to talk about religion, but this one's a touchy moment. I made a promise to myself that I would never put myself in this situation again. I promise that I will learn from this moment and keep pushing but suicide is never an option never, no matter how hard you think life is it's never an option. There's always somebody there that will help you there will there will be somebody there to to guide you and with everything nowadays it's just a phone call away it's a it's a computer way or or Social media away. Like literally. You can reach out instantly. And somebody can help you. So. That's my little. um, Sneak peek there. But. Fast forward now. Like I said. My son's 22. I'm 44. And. And. With everything that's going. I'm. Looking forward to this podcast I'm so sorry guys I know I'm like snorting and everything But Got very emotional there I am The second To the youngest From um, A family of Four boys and three girls And I'm the second to the youngest Which is my baby sister, and she is 35. She'll be. So, me and her are the closest. Um, no, I'm sorry. I just made my sister older. She's gonna kill me. We're seven years apart. I can't do the calculation, but if you guys want to, you can do it. I'm 44 and minus seven. So, she's. 30. I can't even think of it right now I'm just too emotional so f- forgive me anyways um, I will end it with something funny so I've been married with my husband for 20 plus years and with my husband no matter where we are or or in public in private it doesn't matter my husband will just fart anywhere yes I said it fart anywhere he don't care um, and the one thing I notice is that when we're at home though this is only at home Um, every time we eat at dinner and I swear his butt is linked to me when I sit down to eat. Like like he like his butt knows that I'm about to sit down and eat and enjoy my dinner and drink and enjoy. Every time. I just know. I know his butt knows that I am about to sit and enjoy dinner. He'll fart. And I shit you not. He'll fart. I will bet you a thousand dollar on a thousand times and I'd be a millionaire. I swear his butt is linked to my eating time. Yeah. I say it all the time and he knows it. And he turns to me and he laughs every single time. Every single time. There's not a day go by that we will eat and it's a peaceful one. It'll all... Even if he doesn't make a noise when he farts, you know, that solid fart one, I can smell it. And I would turn and look and he would look the other way like he didn't do it. Like he, like, like that smell just came out of nowhere. He knows it. He knows it. But that's the luxury of being married, you know, you know, married one on one. You gotta love him. You got to love the smell of them. You got to love them for everything. And let's just say we have one bathroom here. We're trying to add a second bathroom, but don't know when. And I need that second bathroom ASAP. Because you know when you're married for so long, you're comfortable with your husband or your wife or you know your significant other. Even if I am brushing my teeth, my husband will come and take a shit. He don't care I'm right there brushing my teeth. no, he does not care or when I'm taking a shower, you know I'm enjoying myself and you know and you know just taking a shower, he'll literally come in and take a shit. And I can smell it. And you know when you're taking a shower. That steam. It infuses that shit smell. And that is the worst. Lord. Worst smell ever. Because you know. When you're by yourself. And you're taking a shower too. And if you lay one out too. If you fart in that shower. And the steam hits it. That's even worse. I've done it. And I'm like gagging at myself for doing it, so we've been there, and I know many of you listeners been there, so please share, share, because we would love to laugh too, you know, but today is an episode of me, laugh at me, and enjoy, um, enjoy what we're going to look forward to. I mean, I would love to learn a little bit about everybody, and I'll share everything I have, and and go from there I'm still like runny nose because of the crying earlier. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. Like crying left and right. A very emotional person here, so fear with fear warning. I'm very emotional. So I will I will let you know that up front. And also, when the topics we talk about, I will let you know if it's censored, if it's rated R, rated X, PG, 13. I would definitely let you know that so that, you know, you don't waste your time listening. If you want to fast forward, if you want to wait for the next episode, you know, I just don't want people to like waste their time because time is something that you can never get back, so. Yes, I would definitely will not waste your time if you don't want to listen to the podcast about that particular subject. And and you know, of course everybody has their, you know, right to to have an opinion of the topics that we, you know, talk about and and you know, discuss and everything. Um so with that said, I will um come to an end and um Um, I'm gonna, like I said, the podcast will launch on March 20th, 2021. And that is on a Saturday. Oh, look at that. First day of spring is when my, is when my podcast will um, launch even better. I love spring. Spring into the new season. Why, why not? Right? So... I will say farewell, have a, and we'll talk about everything and anything. Um much love from, from your girl here Linda and um and stay tuned. Bye guys.